Have you ever met someone who is totally stuck in this belief that they are unable to change and who they are and what they do and how they act and behave and think? That's just who they are. Have you heard that before? I definitely have because I was hearing that from myself for many years. And the things that we lack and the things that we usually don't like about ourselves and know that we can change and improve on, we allow that that inner critic, that inner voice, you know, we have this ego position that tells us that, no, nah, it's all good. This is just how we are. Like, this is just life moving forward. And really, it's just an avoidance tactic to ignore and address the thing that needs our attention the most. It's why we succumb to the negative self-talk, the fear, the doubt, the worry. It's easy. But also deep down, we also know it's the greatest indicator to, to act and to diagnose and to overcome. And the reason I say this is because the idea of learning education is heavily associated with school. And I think that plays a big part going into our adulthood to be and feel deterred from learning because we think learning is limited to the classroom, to the lecture hall, formal learning. But really what I've come to learn as I got older is that learning is is lifelong. And it also requires phases of unlearning a lot of the things that we've taken on board in the past that we were initially taught and told that were right and fixed when really a lot of that we knew and felt deep down it just didn't necessarily hit home didn't really resonate didn't really align with the I guess core of of who we are so there's this phase that we go through this unlearning phase but then as we start to unlearn these things and start to become aware of the things that we necessarily feel that wasn't right or didn't feel true to us at the time. And now that we, you know, spend the time and and have more of that self-awareness on, on certain things that we've taken on board in the past, we start to see a lot more of the things that we don't want to subscribe with and then after that period you go through this relearning phase you start to see things with much more of a clearer lens also in a different pair of lens in a different light and you start to not only expand your awareness but also change your perception on things and there is a there is a science with this. You would have heard of this term of neuroplasticity. It's although 
there's been decades worth of research. It's still incredibly in its infancy. But there's also this new field of study called neurogenesis, which essentially explains that not only are the neurons and the wiring in our brain can change and adapt and evolve over time, but it can also grow based on the experiences and the things that we're exposed in our day-to-day. And if you did a quick Google search on the, I think it's the London cab drivers, it showed that their brains were constantly changing and adapting and evolving and new neurons were firing, wiring and growing because the complexity of the London uh, the London Loop or, or the map of London, it was very complex, very intricate. So they were constantly engaging cognitively with their with their brain. And the reason I say this is because the first point that I mentioned is, you know, the people who say, no, nah, I can't change. That's just who I am. Well, this concept and this field of study and, and this specific example with the London cab drivers, well, it shows us that we actually can change. And it's not some hypothetical thing. There's a lot of truth and a lot of science and research that backs it. And it emphasizes that depending on our thoughts, our habits, our actions, behaviors, and also depending on the environment we expose ourselves to, that is going to greatly influence the way we evolve, not only psychologically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, as a person. And for those that choose to adopt the belief that they can't change and this is just how life is and life is constantly happening to them versus for them, well, that's exactly what's going to happen and continue to happen because, again, the brain is only going to adapt and subscribe to the things you expose it to on a regular basis. All this is is a repetitive training and program that you are showing to your brain and the comparison that the brain is like a computer is so accurate so so accurate all it is is just taking in information from the outside world processing it finding similarities and discarding the things that will harm the the safety and security that that we feel and hence why some would say the the ego's greatest fear is is not knowing who it is fearing change feeling like the current self or the your current identity is is being challenged And knowing this is also gratifying in a sense because it gives you a lot more context and a lot more understanding on this 
quote-unquote invisible force that seems to be constantly dragging you down back to bed when you try to start a new morning routine, when you start to wake up a lot earlier, when you try to work on that creative project, that side hustle you've been constantly dabbling in and relying on spurts of motivation to, to keep you going. And, that's, and it creates this conflict between mind and body because you want to do one thing but then this crazy weight is constantly pulling you back down to, to mediocrity, to, to stay and remain unchanged. And having the, the knowledge and the awareness on the, the psychological side of this, the, the scientific side of this, well, it allows us to rationalize it, it allows us to digest it a lot more easier. Because with learning any sort of new concept, the most effective way for many, if not all humans, is to find what's familiar to them and then associate it with those new concepts. And it's why we get so overwhelmed when we're introduced to, to so much new information is because, again, the brain is like, we don't know what this is. And the brain and the human's greatest fear is the unknown. So if you're having a conversation with a friend or a family member and you're trying to explain a, a new concept to them, maybe it's your new business idea or a new field or a new career that you've started in, you want to explain it in a way where they can associate it with something that is familiar to them. It's, it's why similes, analogies, and metaphors are so frequently used by a lot of uh, scientists and psychologists and, you know, these uh, technical uh, professions is because if... If all these new fields of research and, and studies were to be of value, if, if we were to extract the most value from all these new studies and findings, they are required to be able to be communicated and delivered in a way where it's easily taken on board by the majority, the mass. Otherwise, all the time and energy spent on constant medical research and clinical research and psychology and, and the human mind and how we operate as people on the day-to-day -day would be obsolete. It would be meaningless. And I would, I would say it's the same thing with, you know, you learning all this information and reading the book on, on mindset and mindfulness and business, health and all of that and never applying it, never sharing it to the world, never sharing it with others. You just keep all this information to yourself. To me, that's selfish. And I was very selfish with the information that I took on board and I was learning from others and resources. And I was coming from this scarce place of like, oh, only I can know this information. Because that's going to make me 
or perceive myself as a lot more valuable in the marketplace if only I know this when really just like the more food you eat and the less physical activity you spend, it just turns to shit. Same principle applies with information. The more information you take and the less you implement it and apply it, it turns to shit. Your brain's going to be like, all right, you're obviously not using this, so we're just going to discard it. So you're doing yourself a massive disfavor by reading all these books, watching all these videos, taking on all this new information and never using it. Well, your brain's going to do everything it can to minimize the amount of processing power. So therefore, it will discard all that information that you've been taking on. And I've been there and hence why a big value of my moving forward is implementation. The act of applying things that you have learnt or the knowledge that you've, you've moulded from all this information. And the more you use it, the more you repeat that action, your brain's going to be like, okay, cool, this is obviously important. We're going to keep this top of mind. And next time you go out into the world, next time you, you're speaking to a friend or family member and you're, you're sharing a new, new idea or a new topic, you're going to be able to grab that information effortlessly. It's just going to be lingering in, in your mind and you'll be able to, to share it with ease and to be able to com- communicate effectively, share ideas more effortlessly. So it's almost your duty if you have now realized that learning is lifelong and you are choosing to be a lifelong learner and you want to be a sharer of ideas and you want to be more of an educator and therefore create more of an impact, deeper relationships, get paid financially well in fair exchange, then all of this is going to be very valuable and a big reminder for you moving forward with whatever you do in terms of learning and it applies with with your current environment I remember when I was working five years in retail at Kmart there was you know there was times where I just like fuck why am I this is so meaningless Like, I'm constantly just doing mundane tasks. I feel like my brain is shriveling. But then there was a time where I I, I flipped it. I was like, okay, if I'm going to invest so much time, sacrifice, you know, my golden years of, of high school and not go out on the weekends in order to do supervisor shifts and get paid time and a half, then fucking what? Why am I not making the most of this? Why don't I... Leverage the opportunities to speak to customers and to speak to people that I'd never speak to in my day to day. So I sort of, I sort of unknowingly set myself challenges each time I, I rocked up to work. All right, how how do I work the the self serve machine? How does the the coding work? How how does this relate to computers? How does this relate to accounting, marketing, business? And as I did that, yes, my awareness expanded 
I started to make more connections and associations with the very mundane things in my day-to-day and applied it to work and, and vice versa, applied it to life. I started to find work a lot more interesting. I was a lot more engaged. It was tapping into my curiosity, my creativity. I was finding better ways to do things, but also I was finding easier way to do things. And people say work smarter, not harder type of thing. I really found myself doing that the more I started to see work as another opportunity to, to learn, but also to apply on a, on a day-to-day. And I did this when I was in high school, but now speaking on this, and now that I'm sort of tapping into the stream of consciousness on this podcast right now, 100% it flowed into other areas of my life. It flowed into the next job that I did, the next job, university, my first client, my first business, multiple businesses, everything that I do now, it created this compound effect, this domino the set of dominoes falling because I made that switch on seeing learning as lifelong, not something that stops when you graduate from high school or you you graduate from uni. And once you make that shift, well, that concept of neurogenesis kicks in, neuroplasticity. Your brain will rewire differently. You'll start to take on more resourceful beliefs. You start to value things that are a lot more aligned to you. And all of this that's happening under the surface, the stuff that you can't see, all the internal work that you're doing, the reward and payoff for that is that everything in the outside world, everything externally will mold and adapt to you. Things start to happen for you. And that's the big shift that you may have already realized that that you may already be experiencing day by day. But the more you understand this and therefore the more you go out and implement and apply all of this, the more you'll, you'll, the more you'll be the beneficiary of it. So. Claim it moving forward today after this podcast. Claim that you will embody the lifelong learner, but also the implementer, the applier of ideas, the applier of information, the sharer of knowledge. Because the simple fact is my one of my pious philosophies is the more you give, the more you get back. It's as simple as that. I know this was a bit more of a technical, scientific episode, but I think that's perfect time to to type back into the simplicity, the simplicity of the more you give, the more you get back. And it will create this resourceful cycle of giving and receiving. So... Thank you again for listening to today's episode and let's uh, let's continue the, the conversation, the discussion, any realizations, any major takeaways over on, on Instagram. All right. Much love, guys. Until next time. Hey, it's Ant. Just a quick one. 
If you would love to continue today's conversation, share any ideas or perspectives that you may have, or even provide feedback for me personally, I would love for you to drop me a message at A-N-T-O-N-I-E underscore N-G at Instagram. Cheers.